The podcast that you're about to hear contains acts of sex and violence. The hosts do not claim to be experts on the subjects that they present. Listener discretion is advised. And welcome back to the Rural Nation podcast series. It's dedicated to lesser known serial killers and acts of true crime. Yay! I'm your host, Scott Alexander, and right across from me is the one and the only. You got a weird smirk on your face. I thought face. you did the sound effects already. No, I haven't. I haven't. Uh, oh, you haven't the got them in? I'm still kind of looking at different packages. I was going to say, because I thought you had it, and it's like I was waiting for it. No, no, no. I'm just I'm just looking at different packages. Anyways. Anywho. My, yeah, introduce me. It's her. Hi, <laughs> Hi, everybody. <laughs> You're so me. My name is Tammy, Tammy Underwood. Oh my God, that's a, that almost sounds like an AA meeting. Hi, my name's Tammy, and I'm an alcoholic. No, Hi, I know this is so funny because, you know, because, you know, I'm sorry, when you're a mother, when you have a child, you no longer have your name. You have so, you're so and so's mother. Right. Oh yeah. So when my son was little and in preschool and everything, I used to always introduce myself to everybody. I'd be like, "Hi, I'm Tammy. Tammy Underwood. You know Jeremiah's mom." <laughs> oh, yeah. No, that, that, I used to do the same thing uh, mm-hmm. when Jake was in school. But uh, you know, because you're right, they they do the they say, "Hi, I'm Scott Alexander. Oh, you're Jacob's father." Yeah. Oh uh, yeah, that's me. <laughs> You're the one who belongs to the little terrorist over there. Yeah, that's my son. Thanks. Yeah. What did you destroy this week? Yeah. Precisely. And it's just like, yeah, so that's that's why I was like, hi, I'm Tammy, Tammy Underwood. You know, everybody's everybody's my biggest fan, except for maybe one person, which I got to say, by the way, we got an email. Oh, yeah. From a lady by the name of Jenny. Yep. Jenny uh, Oshler-Teal. Yeah. And, um... She asked us to research some serial killers for her, and I just wanted to know we've worked on it, and to stay tuned this week. They'll be there. Yeah, she's getting her episode. Also, 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 next week, we're going to hit our one. That's right. I'm I'm working on that episode right now, because you know that one's personal to me. Yeah, I was going to say, that's why uh, you're taking number 100. Yeah, uh, and it's going to be an extended episode, because he, he was very bizarre. And like I said, personal to me. So, um, well, we might yeah. want to tell everybody that you actually personally knew this guy. I did personally know this guy. I'm not. I wasn't a potential victim. Just want to make that clear. Yeah. No. <laughs> um. We can only wish. Yeah. But, no. Um, shut up. No. I was not a potential victim, but I did personally know him. And um, I'm excited about that one. Yeah, because I haven't even. T- I mean, I've kind of hinted at it with you. I've never given you all the details on that one. I know, so I'm, yeah. I'm all excited. Well, you know why? Well, I kind of explained it in the episode, because people look at me like I'm fucking... They look at me with shock and horror when they find out that I've known him, that I knew him, because he's very well known in this area. Oh, yeah. Oh, so, yeah. yeah, when people say, like, oh, my God, you knew him, and they, like, realize that I, like, personally knew him, and then they realize, oh, my God, she fucking wrote him, because I did write him. I just can't find the letters right now because we moved. But here, here's and they're the thing. in storage, so. And I've said this before: is it's not like, um, okay, let's let's take my buddy Patrick Kern. Right, 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 right. Okay, let's take the serial killer aspect out of it. Out right. of it. Exactly. Well, and I kind of get into that. We, you and I have, have talked about this. Like, if yeah. if I was living next door to to Pat, um, you know, I would have had him over barbecues. Oh. I would have been his buddy, man. Totally. Um, you would now. Yeah, I would. But now. then, 
I want to also address too because I mean because you you've said it in a lot of episodes because I go back and I listen to them, but because um, you've said it in a lot of episodes, I just want to make it clear I don't condone what he did. Okay, I want to make it clear that other than the fact that yes they were a serial killer, yes he killed people, he's a human fucking being, and he, he needs is. to be treated that way. And, and I everybody agree. does. We've With, said that. Well, let, let me know. I'm going to stop you right there because there are well, some. Well, there are some that I agree like kind my, of okay, are so animals. On my Friday episode, I'm doing Arthur Shawcross, right? Oh, my God. Yes. Is he still alive? No, he died in like Oh, that's right. He did just die recently. Is, no, in 2008. Well, that's recently. Yeah, recent, recent. But him... Um, I can, you know, I don't care how they, if he got right. Like a, and then there's Craig Price. We don't really like him. Yeah, the, the, there's something you look at. Hamulka, she's our Sugar Tits of the Year oh, award don't so even far. That fucking cunt right there. And We're going to find another one that outbeats her, but I doubt it. Goddamn streets and goddamn Candace. <laughs> Somebody needs to step on her fucking neck and piss on her fucking mouth. We need God, to figure out what one. school her kids go to so that we can stalk her ourselves. Right. Carla, guess who's following you? And that's how the Royal Canadian Mounted Police RCMP <laughs> arrested us. Well, we're only going to get arrested when we go to England because you made fun of the Queen. <laughs> oh, yeah. No, I, I, I'm pretty sure that now when I travel, I'm going to get arrested in most states or countries, especially countries. They're going to be like, you're yeah. done, dude, as soon as you get off the plane. So, okay. We're pretty far into this. Let's get to Janine. Yeah, she's not very long, though, I don't think. so. I hope so. She's a, I hope not. She's a Ooh, chick. Yeah, she's actually 17 pages, but I think I can blow through her. Give me a minute. <laughs> You're going to blow her when she's long, huh? Fuck All right. off. I hate you. Yeah, I know what kind of woman she is. <laughs> okay. I actually don't really have an introduction for her because I don't have one. Well, she she's just, a medical Monday. Just she case. is a medical Monday. She is a nurse. Just or in she case was you guys a are nurse. new to the show. <laughs> However, oh, but I do have something that is very interesting. I gotta pull it up. See if I can find it and pull it up. But um, she fucking wrote a letter because she was in Texas, out of Texas. Um, she wrote a letter. I fucking just had it. So. Sorry. I was going to say, oh, sorry, but then I realized I can cuss on this. Yeah, that's right. The FCC doesn't regulate yeah, us Yeah, they don't yet. regulate us yet. Okay, there it is. I have a letter that she literally sent to the Texas Board of Nursing. Oh, my God. You got to read that somewhere. I will there. read it in a little bit. But, yeah, it is, like, epic. I got to pull it up. Like, right there. But, um, <laughs> Good times. Dude, it's like, dude, are you fucking serious? But, um... Anyway, she's just really weird, and I don't really like her, but, you know, we got to feature people that even we don't like, right? Well, no, that's true. We, we do all the time. Yeah. You know, I'm not too impressed with my Friday episode, but... Yeah, well, and look, we did the fucking Rose and Rosemary and Rosemary and Fred oh, West, yeah. and Damn we have it. done some pretty horrible people. Yeah, th- those are people that are truly... Yeah, because I don't condone killing, but I also don't condone sexual abuse towards children. Is like, if you yeah, sexually that's... abuse a child and then you kill them, then I'm like, you know what? You're like ultimate. I don't condone abuse to children. Right, exactly. I'm just saying. It's like, okay, so we get off, we hate when people kill children, but we hate it even more when they sexually abuse them first, like fucking the Wests did. Yeah. Her, their own daughter. Yeah, well, you, you know me when it comes to, I get emotional and shit like that when it comes to that stuff that's yeah you kind of you more so than i do that's i think it's because i do my defense mechanism you know well you know me i'm, I'm a pretty zen dude man i, I try not to you get worked are. up about a whole lot but the one trigger that i do have is anybody who does anything to children true and it, 
you know, because they're, they're, they're so vulnerable. They are very, you much know, so. and uh, that's what really flips my bitch switch. And yeah. Just, that makes me seriously want to be a killer myself. Like, and right. I'm not even kidding in the, in the no, least No, that and, yeah, and I get that way with the elderly, too, because, well, you know, because my mom worked with them. Right, right, for right. For so many years. Yeah, because yeah. people, you know, victimize others that are yeah. vulnerable. Anyway, let's okay. talk about Ready? this twat bag. Okay, anyways, Janine Jones. Janine Jones. Um, and that's spelled G-E-N-E-N-E for anybody who wants to research her. Yeah, I had a hard time even typing that to set this track up. Dude, I had a hard time just, typing it, it too. I mean, because it's Jean, like it's the male Jean, G E N E Jean. Yeah. And then it's Neen. <laughs> it's Jeannie. weird. Yeah. Janini. Janini. Um, anyways, um, Janine Jones, she was born on July 13th, 1950. So. She's um, up there in age. Huh? She's up there. Yeah, kind of. A little bit. You're a dating fool. I know. She already <laughs> sounds kind of hot to me. And if she'll wear a rubber she's glove. A, she's about 70 right now. Oh, tell me more. Yeah, because yeah, my mom's 70. Yeah, 70. I wonder if she'd wear a nurse's Fuck uniform off. and then a, a rubber glove for me. Not your mom. I'm talking about Janine. 71. 71. She's 71 years old. Maybe she'll wear a fucking cat suit outfit for you. You should no, look at her picture, all, dude. That is all for your mom. <laughs> your mom, me, Scott, Catwoman we have outfit. a boundaries box. Ha <laughs> ha. You can't put your head. Put- oh, you're going to put one now. Anyways, you're going to listen to this episode later. Can't, so, sorry, can't hear you. Uh, I have a boundaries box. Sorry, volumes all the way down. Yeah, I hate you. Huh? What? I hate huh? you. God, I love these earphones. <laughs> hate you. Okay, anyway, she was born on July 13th. Uh, her birth mother actually put her up for adoption right away. Um, okay. Because she she knew that she didn't want a child or to take care or couldn't take care of a child. I can respect that. Um, however, it wouldn't be long before she was adopted into a family where she was the third of four children adopted by this couple. Okay. Yeah. That's, it's unusual. Well, but I think they couldn't have children. And so they just they wanted a lot and adopted four children. Okay. No, that's cool. Yeah. She has two older and one younger. You just, you had that look on your face like, no, and I, that's where they started molesting children. No, not at all. Not okay, at no, all. That, okay, cool. Yeah, no. Cool, cool. So, so far, I like her parents. Yeah. And I don't have to yell about how they're Yeah, kids. no. They were, cho- she was chosen to be adopted. She was four, third or four children that were chosen to be adopted by Dick and Gladys Jones. Um, and when she joined the family, like I said, she had two older siblings and they would eventually have a younger one as well. Um, and I wasn't able to find out any information on her birth parents at all, but that's, you know, if it was a closed adoption, you don't, you won't see that. But as far as her adopted family, there was so much information. Um, the Jones family actually lived on the outskirts of San Antonio. And a large four-bedroom, two-story mansion-style house. So they could afford them. Cool. Yeah. You want to know why? Because Janine's father, Dick, was a self-made entrepreneur as well as a professional gambler. So he was rather well off. I mean, because he was pretty successful at it. Um, He was also known in the San Antonio world of entertainment. Do you know him, Scott? No. No, I don't, but I, already, well, I admire this dude. Yeah, he was a nightclub operator. Um, and those who remember the man say that he always seemed to be larger than life um, and very free spending generously, buying people gifts and throwing his money out there. And Yeah. 
What's wrong? That sounds familiar. <laughs> like you? Yeah, kind of like me. You don't free spend like that, though. You're kind of a tightwad. I'm on a budget now since fucking COVID and losing. I was going to say, you're on a tightwad. Every time I ask you for something, you're like, oh, we can't afford it. No, I said, I, I always tell you, give me a budget report on it. Actually, you tell me, find it cheaper, bitch. Damn right. <laughs> I'm, on a, I'm on a budget now, man. COVID fucking wiped me out. Yeah. Anyway. Took a lot of money. Yeah. But, um,. However, he, uh, the over-the-top lifestyle of his would eventually take a toll on the family because his nightclub ended up going under. And then he attempted to open a restaurant, but that business failed rather quickly. Um, she was 10, Janine was 10 years old when Dick got arrested. Um, but apparently, because apparently a wealthy man uh, was at Dick's nightclub one night and someone went to his house and stole a large safe. Inside the safe was a was fifteen hundred dollars in cash, and you have to realize that's nineteen sixty. Mm-hmm. Fifteen hundred dollars in cash was a bit back then, as well as some very expensive jewelry. Um, the thief actually turned the safe over to a priest, and the priest wound up turning it over to the police. And the authorities arrested him for the, even though the priest didn't like come out and say who it was. He was protecting the identity. Uh, the authorities ended up arresting Dick for the crime, and he confessed to it. But he told them he had done it as a practical joke, right? He was like, dude, it was a joke, blah, blah, blah. And they, eventually the charges were dropped. Okay, man, I can, I can see that as a practical joke. Like, seriously. As long yeah, as I kind of can, too. It, it depends on how good a frenzy was with the guy. Yeah. Yeah, you know, I, I, I pulled my share of bullshit. Oh, dude, I have to. You just don't even know. Suffolk could have probably gotten me arrested. Um, then he, um, after the nightclub and the restaurant business didn't pan out, he, um, started a billboard business, which he went around and put up billboards, you know, how they used to do back in the day. They still do now, except now it's digital. I was going to say, it's all digital now. They don't have the awesome billboards, especially in the Midwest. Remember those? Like on the side, the highway is like such and such, so many miles away. And you know, I I I miss those. I realized how boring the Midwest was. Like going through the Dakotas and shit. Oh shit, yeah. Only because when you have big, your big attraction is world's biggest cow sculpture. No, dude, the Dakotas. It's the fucking corn palace. Yeah, I've I've seen signs for that. Have, have you been there? It's awesome. I have not. I have passed. I have the been world's there. Largest metal sculpture. Uh, the world's largest rubber band ball. Yeah. It, it, the world's largest, yeah. There's a lot of shit. That is like some that. shit where you're looking around, going, "My place is so fucked up that now <laughs> I have to." Sorry to our market in the Dakotas, but it is true. I was gonna say we do have a market in the Dakotas, I believe. Our place is so boring yeah. that now we have to create some shit. You know what, though? North doesn't North Dakota have, or is it South Dakota has Rushmore? Fuck you, would ask. I think it's North Dakota. I think it is too. I know it's in the Dakotas. It's one of the Dakotas. They're really known for their Black Hills, you know, the Black Hills and shit up yeah. there, too. Oh, yeah. But, yeah, no. Yeah, but South Dakota, I know for sure, has the corn palace. <laughs> I've been there. Oh, isn't that exciting? It's actually not bad. I, well, I was there. I was like 10, 11, maybe 12. I can't remember. But I was young when I went. Wow. From next hey, vacation. I've been to Dollywood, too. Leave me alone. From my next vacation, I think I'm going to go to the corn palace. <laughs> 
<laughs> Shut up. I've been to a lot of those little fucking things, you know? Been to fucking Dollywood, which was kind of boring back when I went to it. To me, it was more like an old people's attraction, but now I've heard it's gotten better. Well, the Dolly, Dolly Parton's not, and as much as I love Dolly Parton, I, I do, I love Do her I most. love Dolly? But she's like fucking legendary. She's kind of like 8,000 years old, but a great, she was a great song. Oh my God, I can get into her all day. I love her songwriting. You can get into her, Scott. Oh, she has a senior sister too. I guess you can. No, straight up. I, seriously. No, I love her. If she I would love her. sing to me every day, Dude, totally. I would bang her every Dude, day. Dude, I would bang her every day if she, although, you know, my love my female crushes, and I'm going to air this out in public, um, is um, Reba McIntyre. I have such a girl crush on her. You just don't even know. Her red hair, long red hair, fucking gravelly voice. Totally do her. Totally. You know who mine is. And Lady Gaga. I know. Yours is uh, Drew Barrymore. And your mom. I fucking hate you. Anyway, go on with the story. Yeah. Her and Lady Gaga. I love them. But anyways, um, so he started this billboard business and went, so he went around town and Janine would actually ride around the truck with him. And she recalls this time as some of the happiest moments of her life. You know, which I can see. Yeah. You know, especially little girls crave the attention of their fathers. Yeah. It's something we've all done. I mean, I did it. I hero worship my dad because he wasn't around and all the males in my life were abusive. So, you know, it's, you know, so she claims that for the most of her life, though, she struggled to get any sort of attention, probably middle child syndrome, you know, because, you know, you don't have it, but I did. She always felt that as if she were the black sheep as well. Did she turn around and go, Marsha, Marsha, Marsha? No, I don't. I don't even know what her siblings think. I know one sibling. <laughs> Just think of the Brady Bunch. <laughs> I know, I know, but um, she because she says she often felt left out by her parents, but on many occasions though, she started pretending to be sick to get people around her to notice her presence. Um, her height and weight only compounded her feeling of loneliness because she was really short and very chunky growing up that's kind of hot kind of like you it's like a little chubby little midget i didn't say she was that fucking short bitch leave me alone i'm over here masturbating thinking about that God, i hate you while she's wearing a nurse's uniform and rubber gloves now uh boundaries box try to Scott. <laughs> so every time i say boundaries box are you gonna go la 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 with your fingers in your ears Sorry, can't hear you. I Volumes fucking all the way you. down on, the, on these uh, headphones. I hate it's, you. It's amazing. <laughs> I can turn. I can reach over and turn it up. Um, <laughs> okay. But anyways, what's um, what was that? Oh, um, this caused her to become somewhat bossy in school, and with her acquaintances actually calling her aggressive, and some friends later say that she betrayed them somehow. And I wasn't able to figure out how in school. You know what I mean? It's, uh, you know, that's, uh, it's kind of, to me, that kind of sounds like the same reasons why some people will pick on people smaller than them because they feel empowered. Right, 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 right. You know, so you're getting abused by these kids. Right. And I know, I mean, she, like I said, she was like, her height and weight were an issue. Then she started pretending like she was sick a lot. Um, but I'm still not saying how she betrayed them. Yeah, if they don't say, you, like said, you, you never know, you know. It could be like, hey, you never, you never were going to tell anybody that I'm a girl and you smacked my ass and called me Fred. Hey, we don't know. Charlie, Scott, Charlie. 
But then I did find a lot of reports that indicated people thought she was a pathological lying manipulator. So maybe that had something to do with it. (laughs) Yeah, thank you. I don't know. Um, But um, of of her family members, she was closest to her younger brother, Travis. You know, the one that came right after her. Um, And... Oh, I lost my place. Um, when Travis was 14 years old and Janine was 16, he built a pipe bomb. And it wound up blowing up in his face and killing him. Holy shit. Yeah. So according to the reports, while they were at the funeral, she had a moment where she screamed out loud. I like wailed and just fainted like at his casket, fainted. Well, it's got to be pretty um, traumatizing. You're pretty close yeah. to your younger brother. And exactly. Well, when she was up. only 16. Yeah. I mean, yeah. all those hormones getting released into her body and shit. Dude, she, I mean, if that was her closest confidant, I can understand. Yeah, totes. Totally. Um, she actually said, some actually said that this display was a histrionic ploy of hers to grab everyone's attention over her over her brother's funeral, like trying to get it away from her brother. But if she was that close to him, I don't see that happening. You know what I mean? But then I right. don't know her. Right. Well, yeah, you have to think how pe- uh, how other people process information. This is true, if too. If she's always trying to get attention. This is true. A, a legitimate breakdown like this right here, people are going to, you know, revert back to that. Well, see, this is another example of her just trying this to is get true. attention. This is true. I get, I mean, I understand that, but whatever. Your energy drink looks really good. I might have to go grab one off my shelves. No, yours is full of sugar. Oh, you're right. I don't do zero sugar yeah, ones. No. Do you have one? Yeah, no, I've, okay. got, I've got like six I should buy you some zero sugar ones. I got to go to fucking it. Costco and raid them. <laughs> oh, I know they have a zero sugar. I have a Costco card. Want to go? We're going to have to. Yeah. yeah but good. anyways, um, <laughs> let's see. A couple of short years later, while she was a senior in high school, her father became ill with terminal cancer. And at the time he was diagnosed, he refused any sort of treatment. Um, He opted just to go back home so that he could die. Uh, Although he survived long enough to celebrate Christmas of 1967, he didn't last much past that. Uh, He was 56 years old when he died, and his death occurred slightly over a year past the time Travis died. Okay. So she was about a little over 17, almost 18. So there's a lot of tra- traumatic shit going on in her life. Right, in high school, at least. Yeah, no, I can, yeah. I can totally see why she's going to end up being the way she is. Oh, yeah. You have two major traumas. Major. At, at a fairly young age. Mm-hmm. In your teenage years, where you're kind of still trying to figure out who you are. I was going to say, yeah, because when you're graduating from... Did you catch that fucker? Almost. When you graduate from high, well, as you're graduating from high school, especially even though you're into your puberty, you're still trying to figure out who you are and what you want to be. Oh, yeah. I mean, even into your 20s, you know? Yeah. Even when you think, oh, I know exactly what I want to exactly. do with my life. I mean, I knew what I wanted to do since I was like 15, but whatever. 14, 15, I knew what I wanted to do, and this is not it. <laughs> you wanted to be a hooker? No, you jackass! Hey, I wanted to be a stars? forensic. I wanted to be a forensic accountant with no, the I CPA, but yeah. As I'm giving you shit, that's I know. my job. I know it. My goal in life. <laughs> what? That's my goal in life. I know to be an ass to me, but anyways. Um, so she was completely devastated when her father died. Um, she hadn't 
even graduated from high school yet, yet she felt the best way she could get rid of her pain was to marry some man. Yep, that happens a lot. Yeah, she's like, you know what? I'm going to marry somebody and get over it, I guess. Do you know why? Because it's a defense mechanism. It's like... The sense of security. Yeah. You, you, you know, okay. If you're married, you have that fallback. Let's take what we know about her so far that you've told me, right? Mm -hmm. The person that she bonded with the closest prior to her dad dying was her brother. Correct. He dies. Correct. The other person that she felt really bonded to... Was her, her father, dad. yes. And now he's dead. Correct. So. She doesn't have a fallback. She doesn't have. She's looking for somebody to replace the people that she was the closest to. True. So you find a dude. A some, male. And, and, and sometimes, you know, sometimes the person that you're with doesn't quite fit. Oh, yeah. You'll find that out. That. Mold. Yeah, the mold that you that uh, it doesn't fit your needs, right? Emotionally or whatever, or you know what you need to feel. But <sighs> at the moment they do, and people mm-hmm. make that mistake a lot. Hey, this is the person I want to be with because they fit all these things. But and it, usually it's a subconscious thing going on. I was gonna say you felt that before. Fuck yes, I have been married more times than like fucking that God allows. Yeah, I've pretty much. That's You're, another reason why I'm going to do hell. You f- you fulfill Hollywood's stigma of marriages. I do. You do. I do. Just <laughs> hey, what can I say, man? Music industry shit. That's what I'm going to blame it on from now on. It's not my bad choices. It uh, just says so. If you, if I'm, I'm sorry industry, I gave you that excuse. Yeah. If you're, in the in, if you're in the industry, you have to be married 100 times. Yeah. <laughs> no, I won't marry you. No, I'll pass on that. I'm Maybe if we don't sign a prenup. I told, yeah. you, I told your mom when I marry her. You're not going to sign a prenup? No. She said that she said she would marry you because without I, a prenup. I can outlive her. This and still get tons of loving. This is true, but then you'd have to be faithful to her. And then the closet will be filled with Catwoman outfits. Leather. Can you be faithful to my mother? Oh hell yeah! Grabbing her hips every day. Fuck yeah! Oh my god, I'm gonna fucking throw up. Okay. Anyways, oh, on to an, on to Janine. I had my hand right on the headphones right here. <laughs> I, no, I didn't say boundary box this time. But I will. Um, anyways, when she broached the subject with her mother, the two of them got into an argument. Um, her mother's way to cope with the situation of her you know, son dying and her husband dying and Janine wanting to get married, she turned to the bottle. Yeah. And so she just continued to get drunk and refused to give, Janine, give in to Janine's request to get married because she was still a minor, so she couldn't do it herself. Okay, now let's, let's talk about the mom real quick and then we'll pop back yeah. into Janine. If you think about how people react to trauma in their life. Oh, yeah, totally. I shut down. I call it the 2B rule. They either turn to the bottle or the Bible. Okay. I Usually, you know, people will either get really religious all of a sudden. Yeah. Go, I found Jesus. And they become very devout. I, I was going to say, I had a nervous breakdown and when the, I lost two people really close to me at the same. I mean, actually, there was a three-prong loss we're talking there. most. Yeah. Um, or they turn to self-medication. And what's the easiest self-medication to get? This Booze. is true because after my breakdown, well, during my breakdown, I sucked on the bottle my entire time. Yeah, and yeah. I call it the 2B rule. And it's just, it's something that I have noticed mm-hmm. doing all the fucking reading that I'm doing because that, that I do because I do. I, re- I read more than what people should, should ever fucking read. Well, yeah, because you have even... the audiobooks that you're always listening to, but those are usually sci-fi fiction or like horror fiction. I go between them and then, like, 
everything from technical manuals to psychology you listen to, books. You and, read technical manuals? Yeah. Why? I want to learn new shit. I weird. I have a need to always learn. It's weird, but no. So no, I always have. She, I have a need to always learn too. I read a lot of like, you know, so true her, shit. Her mom falls under my to be rule. She right, turned right, to the right. bottle instead of the Bible. Right. You know, and I make fun of Christianity a lot. However, it's a very good vice for people. If if that's what it takes for you to get through your day, right? You know, whether it's. Going to church or going to a synagogue or synagogue or going to a mosque or true or whatever. If that's your deal and that helps you cope with life, fucking mm-hmm. do it. Right. You know, it's better than drinking and driving and or destroying your liver. This is true. I say because I found I really got into religion a long time ago, and then I've kind of like, even though I still believe in God, I don't believe in organized religion anymore because I've been burned by people in the church. My re- my religion involves six strings. And music notes and staff paper. Did you have your first real six string in the summer of 69? That's a good Brian Adams song. I know it is. And then what's his name redoes it. And um, he actually says we something about doing a 69. <laughs> and it's like people don't notice it. But I heard I was like, he just said he was doing a 69. Speaking I can't remember that, his I gotta name. I got to tell everybody how I got you yesterday. So I, I asked her, I go, hate you. how old's your mom again? She's like 73, right? She, yeah, she's like 73. She'll be 74. And I go, cool. Because I want to make her feel 69 again. <laughs> and I laughed harder than what Dude, I should have Dude, you laughed so fucking hard. I damn, near, I damn near fell out of my chair. But you know what? That just takes me back to when I laughed about you dreaming about your neighbor Shitty ass. <laughs> oh my god! At the end, at the end of one of this week's episodes, I'm going to tell you guys about the horrible, horrible, horrible. Well, nobody nightmare. knows about your neighbor, so they don't know that she. Well, they kind of do. We talked about her a little bit. Well, I'll, I'll tell everybody the story at the end of this. That way, there we can yeah. get through the episode. And yeah, I know because we're not really far into it, huh? Um. So let's see. So she continued getting drunk. She felt like the timing wasn't right, considering the tragedies the family had already suffered. Okay. However, Janine just figured, you know, she'd wait till she graduated high school, you know, turn 18, graduate high school, and she barely waited that long. And she married this guy by the name of James Jimmy Harvey. I thought you were signaling me to. No, no, no. I know, then I noticed. I'm going through all the goddamn names. Names James, Jimmy Harvey, Dale Earnhardt Jr. Unquote, Jimmy Harvey Delaney Jr. Was he Mexican, but with white names? Because that. My son has three names. No, my son has literally two middle names. You've told me that, which I think is fucked up. Nobody needs that many goddamn names. Dude, it flows. Get on with your story. Anyways, according to some reports, though, she actually trapped him into marrying her by saying that she was pregnant. Um, He also had his issues. He was overweight himself, and he had an overly passionate. He was overly passionate about hot rods. Okay, no. Which I don't understand why that was mentioned, but whatever. (laughs) You know, it's just another thing somebody wanted to focus on. Yeah. He loved cars. And he was overweight, so why wouldn't he marry her? That's that's the impression I got, but whatever. Guys, here's the deal. A lot of guys like hot rods. Let me give you guys a little PSA from Scotty. You can be fat. I'm fat. You are? Your personality speaks way more about you 
than this your weight. This is true. This is true because I'm overweight and, I mean, people love me. I'm overweight and seriously. Hi, Maritza. We were, talk- <laughs> we, we were talking about this uh, earlier before we went on air. I'm overweight. I, I get anywhere from, you know, four, five, six, seven fucking phone numbers every week of, you know, chicks in their 20s all the way up to their 50s. Nobody wants to hear it. You know? Um, not that I'm pursuing them or anything. But uh-huh. It's good for my ego, though. I bet it is. You bet know? it is. But, yeah, and I'm a fat fucker. Mm-hmm. Just saying. Don't uh, don't discount yourself just because you're no, a fat don't. fucker. don't. At all. But, anyways, um, where was I? I don't know. Wherever you were before my PSA to help out all the chunky fuckers. Oh, there we go. Um, he enlisted in the U.S. Navy after he and Janine had been married for only about seven months. And while he was away, Janine, with her overactive sex drive, overactive, um, immediately became unfaithful. She was also overly intense and dramatic in her efforts to seek out other men. Um, some say that she was doing this in an effort to fill some sort of void that was left inside after her father and her brother died, <laughs> which I can see. I can see that, but this is a self-esteem issue is what I say, but go ahead. What'd you just say? Self-esteem. Yeah. Well, then I agree with that. I mean, yeah. Yeah. I mean, shit. Whatever. Um, the thing about her infidelity is that she didn't even try to hide it. Didn't even try to hide it at all. Okay. Janine, I'm disappointed in you. Yeah. She, Number one, if you're going to fuck around... Hide that shit. Yeah, she would actually brag about it to everybody about how she sought out and slept with married men, especially. And it was also around this time that she began telling people that she was abused as a child. But and then she would describe for them the sexual abuse she endured. But there's no evidence of that anywhere. Yeah, And she never brought it up until this moment. I was going to say, everything that we've gone through so far with her, there's no yeah. sexual abuse. This is a self-esteem thing. She, yeah. was, she was short and fat. Yeah. That's the bottom line of it. And everybody's making fun of her because she's short and fat. This is a way for her to get a better self-esteem of herself or to fill that void. Right. Of being, you know, hey, I'm right. short and fat, so I want to prove that people like me. Right. Well, and not just that is if she started <laughs> telling people that she was sexually abused or abused, period, they'd feel sorry for her. Oh, totally. So, totally, totally. you know, so there's, but like I said, there was no evidence anywhere of her being abused. Um, when her husband, with her husband away, she was actually depending on her mother for financial support. Um, cause I told they were pretty well off. So every time she asked for more money, Gladys would urge her to consider getting a job. No shit. Go get a fucking job. Right. Janine, lazy bitch. So Janine, well, we already know that I know somebody who's a total mama's boy. But Janine didn't really have any ambitions, so she enrolled in beauty school. Because it's like, okay, you know, well, in that time frame, too, that's 19, what, 67, 68, 69? Uh-huh. Say it. <laughs> say it. In the 1960s, early no, no. 70s. What were you going to say? What's the last year of the 60s? Come on. I'm not even going to say it. It's 69. It's between 68 and 70. It's 69. <laughs> Fucking ain't you. <laughs> Anyways... You know, so that's that's when it was. And what did women do? They were nurses or they were beauticians or they were teachers or mothers. They went to college for their MRS degree. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> Just saying. It's true. Um, let's see here. So then, um, am I weird on my mic? A little bit, yeah. Okay, oh, is that better? Did I move it or something? Uh 
Keep going. You're fine. Am I good? Okay. Anyways, um, with her, oh, I said that already. Uh, So she enrolled in beauty school, and while she was taking courses in cosmetology, James returned home from the military. Welcome back, James. Yeah. Welcome back, buddy. I think it was in Vietnam War. Because well, that was I, that I should era. say, welcome back, Dale Earnhardt Jr., James Bubba, <laughs> James, Jimmy, Jimmy Harvey Delaney Jr. Can't Jimmy remember. was, you know, of course, quotation marks because it's nicknamed for Jim, James. Jimbo, Jim Bob, whatever the Shut fuck up, your name dude. was. Welcome back, dude. Good job. And he's in hot rods. Um, anyways, so is your mom. She so he came back, it. and not long after that, they welcomed their first child. Okay. Wait, wait, did they adopt it? You say welcome. No, they had, she had a baby. Oh, okay. uh, no. no, like he showed up one no. day, go, hey, guess what? The stork dropped me off. They're like, fucking welcome, motherfucker. We're going <laughs> to name you Bob. <laughs> I don't even know what her kids' names are. Probably Bob. Um, probably Bob. Probably has fucking 50 goddamn names. <laughs> He's what? only got two. It's James Harvey Delaney Jr. We're going to name this one However, Bob, Jim, Bob, Joe, Bob, Jimmy John, is Bob, his Bob, Bob. nickname, dumbass. Whatever. The dude has too many goddamn You're names. You're a dumbass. Anyways, so let's. You know, they're kind of from the South, Scott. Don't make me say it. <laughs> Want me to say it? Want me to? <laughs> no, I'm not going to say boundaries box. I was going to say something else. I fucking hate you. <laughs> I'm going to take those headphones off. Do you off. like my headphones? I like I these do a not lot. like them. <laughs> um, let's see here. Um, Janine and James remained married for four years. And the odd thing is, is James was in a boating accident. As a result of his injuries, he spent some time in the hospital to recover. While he was there, Janine left him and filed for divorce. That's when she filed for divorce. Okay. Look, I can get past that she was fucking around on him because of the self-esteem issues, okay? Right, right, right. I can get past her being manipulative, self-esteem issues. Correct. But. Leaving somebody after a tragic accident? I'm trying to. Okay. Let's say that my third ex-wife, that was the. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Had to think for a minute. Yeah. Let's say that she was in an accident and I was getting ready to bail on her. Yeah, yeah. But she bailed on me, but that's besides the point. Um, I would at least wait until she had recouped or something, you know, before saying, okay. I was going to say, probably with ex-wife three, four, and five. Definitely. Yeah. I I was going to say. Um. Yeah, you, yeah, you wouldn't like bail chicken, on him when they're in, yeah in, when do. they're in a vulnerable situation. Yeah, that's I mean that's just I don't know that's, that's yeah. Just well, my no, I agree though. with you. I agree with you. Um, on the divorce papers, though, she cited abusive behavior as the reason for getting the divorce, which again, no indication of that whatsoever. Yeah, that's, ever she like want, no hospital visits, wanted, no nothing. She wanted some attention, right? That's all. That that all comes down to that low self esteem, right? Um, even though she had filed the paperwork, they did reconcile for a brief minute, but then they separated for good. Um, not enough blowjobs. I'll bet you, no, she sounds like she may have given a lot of blowjobs. She probably did. Yeah. A little bit of a cocksmith. Probably not as talented at it as I am, but. A little bit of a sword swallower. Like in the circus. I have a story later to tell you off the air. The fuck? <laughs> you know what? I don't want to know what you did to circus folks. That's <laughs> it has nothing to do with no, the circus, but it up. has something to do with happened a couple weekends last weekend. Oh, but um, so not only after her divorce was final, though Janine's older brother was diagnosed with cancer. 
her older brother. Holy shit. And died a short time later. What a tragic family, man. Yeah. Dealing with yet another tragic loss in the family, she began to develop fears. She was afraid of getting cancer herself, especially, I know, even though she's adopted, but it's okay, like I thought her I youngest, something. yeah, her youngest, her youngest brother died with a pipe bomb accident. Her dad died of cancer. Her older brother gets cancer and is diagnosed and get dies. Um, so I kind of see her fear, but it doesn't make logical sense. I don't even see her fear. I mean, seriously, well, like I said, I see it because usually somebody, if they have a family history of cancer. Has okay. a fear, but, but hers doesn't make logical sense. Is what I'm saying. It's not like they were they were living in caves or something before medical advancements. Anybody right, and it's not like brain, they were blood related. Though it'd be a family saying. history of it. Anybody with a fucking half a brain can look at it and go, "Hey, man, that fucking sucks that these guys died." But we're not blood related, so right. genetics say that. You know, I'm probably not get it. going. Uh, I'm not going to die of cancer. Probably. At least, yeah, there's, there, there, there's at least a good chance. I think that she went down that road with that fear, once again, for attention. Yeah. Well, and then a lot of it, she based it on the fact that she was working around a bunch of chemicals as a beautician. And that's when she decided to change careers. Okay. Well, decent. Which I kind of get. But since Janine had been working at a hot, and then she had been working at a hospital in the beauty salon. So it wasn't a surprise when she chose to become a nurse. Also because, A, she's a female back in the fucking early 70s. Late 60s, early 70s. Give me that um, last year. That uh, actually, she was married for four years, so it had been early 70s. Shut up. They made it through the 69, though. I fucking hate you. <laughs> um, so then it's like um, she'd gotten pregnant with her second child around this time, and I could find no information on baby mama or baby daddy. So she had ADD. All different dads. <laughs> there you go. Um, side note, so does my mom <laughs> with her children. That's probably why I think she's so damn hot. Probably. Because, you know, to me, that just shows a sign of a little bit of kinkiness. And My mom was really weird. Yeah. <laughs> I like how weird your mom is. Fuck off. Um, anyways, her second child around this time. So she soon found herself having to care for two children. However, even though she always wanted to be a mother growing up, she chose to leave them with Gladys so that she wouldn't be encumbered by them. That makes no sense to me either. Okay, so I'm not the only one who's missing something? No, not at all. Because that's just... Because ever since she was a kid, she always wanted to be a mom. Then she has two children, and she's like, nope, don't want them. Give them to my mom. Yeah. That makes no fucking sense. Okay, Mm -hmm. go. Continue. I'm just going to shake my head and go... I was going to say, can you want to try to analyze that one there? Fucking retarded. That's like Dr. Scott. Fucking retarded. That's what that, that that's like me saying, God damn, I always wanted a car and I buy a car and that yeah, I'm gonna take the bus. <laughs> no, but <laughs> no, that's as much walk. sense as a fucking I'm gonna ride a bicycle for the rest of my life. Yeah, I'm just gonna ride a bike and take a fucking bus. Yeah. That car's parked right there. It's the car you wanted. Yeah, you know what? Fuck it, bus. Yeah, let's put a little tarp on that motherfucker <laughs> and park it. <laughs> so Janine was actually enthralled with doctors. Uh, she th- found them to be both powerful and mysterious. And it was for this reason that she spent a year training to become a vocational nurse. Um, she excelled at being a nurse despite her disappointment at being one of the low men on the totem pole when it came to the medical community. Because we've talked about this before. 
when you're working in the hospital situation, a lot of doctors and stuff look down on the nurses. Oh, they don't know what they're talking about, even though they're with the patient all the time. I trust the nurses oh, me more too. than I trust me a too. fucking doctor. Me like, too. seriously. Me too. Well, and I'll say this. The old one, my mom worked at that one facility, um, the one she retired from. The medical director there was, at, which is the doctor, was actually my pra- my primary care physician. Loved him till he retired. Um, but he would always say, the nurses are there all the time. They know what's going on. I'm not there. Yeah. So if they say, okay, I need this, as all they had to do was order the med, fax him the freaking uh, med order, and he would sign it. Because he's like, okay, you know what you're doing. Yeah. You know? It's when it came to, like, major shit, they're not supposed to. But, yeah, any, like Tylenol or an antibiotic or whatever, yeah. So it, And it got to the point that he knew my mom, and so it's all I had to do is say, um, I think I have a bladder infection. Be like, okay, here's an antibiotic. You know, I never had to go in. Hmm. Um, so let's see here. Where was I? Oh, um, she wanted to stand out amongst her crowd. So her colleagues say that she had become somewhat obsessed with her need to diagnose her patients, right? Um, Something a nurse isn't trained to do, actually. And her first nursing job was at San Antonio's Methodist Hospital. And she was fired from there eight months after she was hired. Did she, Eight months. Did she not like use a glove before she put her hand up someone's butthole? What what happened? Why? Uh, the reason for her termination was in part due to her making major decisions that were beyond her scope of practice, which is illegal, by the way. No, I, I knew that was illegal. Yeah. I mean, when you even. OK, well, and I'll kind of put this in perspective for our listeners, because I know it is a law here in Oregon. I've heard it's a federal law that when. If you are a medical professional. And you're driving down the freeway or any road and you see an accident, you are to pull over and aid in that accident, you know, to the scope of your, you know, to the, to your scope of practice. Like, for instance, when I was a kid, we were coming back from the coast and there was a tragic head on collision, like dead serious. And we were in the back of the, us kids were in the back of the station wagon. And the next thing I remember is my mom saying, I have to pull over. You kids stay here and don't look. Okay. Don't tell a kid that. First yeah, of all. No shit. Um, but I remember looking and what I could see is, because um, even after the paramedics and shit got there, my mom, you know, because this is before cell phones, my mom w- was still aiding in it because she'll do anything to help somebody. But I remember looking specifically over and somebody was laying across the back seat and all I saw was blood covering their face. Yeah, and turns out that one of the drivers ended up having the steering wheel lodged in their chest. And one of the... um, That's going to be a mark. (laughs) Literally died from it. But there was like almost everybody in those accidents, in those two vehicles died, I found out later. But the, and then the lady that my mom was helping was a passenger in one vehicle. My mom talked about later how all she could do is hold her head as she died. You know, because she couldn't help her fucking brutal yeah which i'm sure was traumatic on my mom because my mom would do anything to save or help anybody you know but yeah so scope of practice i understand that in combination with some of the demands she made on a patient it doesn't say what those demands were but he complained about her blatant rudeness some nurses are just bitches true that 
Sorry, true that. Sorry to say it, but yeah, some some are just no. This is true. There's, there's some great nurses. Don't right? Yeah. Oh yeah, totally. Before, before I get hate mail over this bullshit, some of you nurses are fan fucking classic, and I love you. The majority death. of them are. But then every once in a while, yeah, you get, get that, that little one bitch, one twat mm-hmm. who she's not just having a bad day; she's having a bad life. <laughs> and you're like thinking to yourself, you know, and she takes it out on little Scotty. What you should do is make yourself up a whole syringe full of insulin mixed with arsenic. And bleach. And bleach. And inject yourself. <laughs> um, it took Janine a while to find another job. However, once she did, that one didn't last very long either. Um, so she eventually got hired to work in the pediatric intensive care unit at, and it's spelled B-E-X-A-R, but I know from watching Lockup, it's pronounced Bear. That's not bear. That's Bex, big, big, big. Bexar. That's what I thought too, Bexar? but it is yeah, pronounced Bear. Bear County Medical Center Hospital. That's you a long what? name. Bear County Medical Center Hospital. You guys are fucking retarded. Change your fucking name. If you want to say bear, spell it B A R E for bear or B E A R. Don't put an X in it. Don't put an X. There's no fucking X in the goddamn name Bear. You There's no X fucks. in Bear. <laughs> Dumbasses. <laughs> Fucking retardation going on with that shit. Anyways, fucking unfortunately, she, she would leave her mark there, but unfortunately, it would be a tragic one. When you say mark, did she like cock up her leg and pee on a tree? What happened? <laughs> no, no, not at all. Because I've marked many a tree and people. Um. Anyways, the first child Janine ever had to take care of in the intensive care unit suffered from a fatal intestinal condition. Um. He required surgery. However, that didn't help. He would. He wound up dying shortly after the surgery was complete. And according to reports, when this child died, Jenny went psycho, like psycho fucking Sally. Oh shit! Yeah, she took a stool into the area where the child's body was laying, and simply sat there staring at this dead body. Which once again makes no fucking sense because right. that, that's a mother. Kind of a reaction. Right, but she right, right. Her motherfucking kids off with her. Exactly. Mom. A lot of the shit she does makes no sense to me. My fucking mind is blown. Nothing yeah. so far that this bitch is doing fucking makes any goddamn <laughs> I know, sense. Right? So, anyway, so she sat there staring at it. The other nurses around were so perplexed by her behavior. She wasn't even the child's regular nurse. So she really had nothing to do with yeah, this. Yeah, pretty kid. much. On a, and on a, on a she grand barely had any contact with him prior to his death. And they didn't understand her why her grief was so excessive. Um, then it didn't take long for her colleagues to find out that Janine had an unhealthy desire to feel needed. She hardly ever left the ward during her shift, which ran from 3 p.m. to 11 p.m. So like the swing shift. Okay. And she always said that she had to be there for a certain patient. Like, she would choose a patient that she had to be there for. And in the meantime, she was skipping classes, because she was still going to school, that taught future nurses how to handle medications properly. And this is significant, because later in her first year as a nurse, she made medication errors on eight separate occasions. Documented med errors. Is, is that a lot? Yeah. Within a year? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Here's why I ask, because I know that, like... You know, med errors happen. Yeah, med errors happen. Mm-hmm. They've happened to me. You know, not huge ones. No, but, but yeah, there's been medication errors uh, before, and, and sometimes it's just because of trial and error. Like when I had cellulitis in my in my leg, mm-hmm. um, three days of antibiotics, and they 
they, they don't really know what antibiotic is going to work. Right, but that's not really a med error. That's trial and error. That's okay, not like... But I'm, I'm just I, giving that yeah. as an example. No. Like the first one they gave me, it didn't, didn't really work all that well. The second one made me so cold that... Oh, I love that. Look, honey, I never told you the story. So I was right in the back room um, to this girl named, uh, named Tracy. And she that was, back room? Yeah. Oh, okay. And she was the one who took me to the hospital when I, my leg was all blowing up. and I, found I thought out. it was... The other roommate that you had, but whatever. Go ahead. Um, So she takes me for the second day and on the way back. And it's by this time, it's like March. So it's not cold. Right. It's nippy, but not cold. I was going to say it's nippy around here, but not cold. I am freezing. I got her heater turned up. She's like, I'm sweating. I can't get warm. I get home. I get into my room. I close the windows, everything, and turn the heat way up. I'm underneath the Four fucking blankets, and she had a question for me. She knocks on the door. She goes, "Hey, Sky, come in." And she goes, she just took two steps back. She's like, "Holy shit, it's like a blast furnace." I'm just shivering. I go, oh, "I can't fucking get warm." It's almost like you had an infection. I mean, because well, it wasn't working. Your infection. Yeah, well, it yeah. wasn't working on the infection. It was just you know I was burning up. Then the third day when we went back and I was feeling all fucked up, um, that they gave me the um, IV. Uh, yeah, nobody else. Yeah, it started to work, and like my temperature went down. I was you know. Yeah, no, that good stuff. I could just take pills after that. So yeah, I'm just wondering if it's if, if it's something like like hey, I misread the chart and they were supposed to get I don't know like a a half a cc of insulin and I misread it and I gave him a whole, one and a half, you know, or, one and a half, or you know something stupid. Yeah, well, it I don't it doesn't say what the med errors were, but at the same time, I can also um like put perspective on this. Um, my mom was a nurse for, I mean, she retired from this, I mean, she started being a nurse before I was born. She retired when I was 47, I mean, 45, so 45 years, almost 50 years. Um, and in the last, oh, I will say 20, I never heard her say she had a med error. Oh, damn. Can you lower your microphone? Lower it now? Yeah, because you always bend over. Oh, I'm sorry. I was thinking. Oh, I thought you were like practicing. No. Go ahead. Yes, I just gave you the finger, so fuck off. But you know what I mean? So I don't remember her having a med error in that 20 years. Um, So um, Janine often developed some sort of dependency on the infirmed children, though, on the ward. Part of her dependency included her refusal to follow doctor's orders. Um, When she was confronted about her insubordination, she claimed that she was doing what she thought was best, quote unquote, best for this child. Um, all of Janine's behavior gave the hospital a significant reason to terminate her employment, especially since she arrived to her shift completely drunk on one occasion. However, Hold on. is that wrong? When you're a nurse? Yeah. I call it having an adventure. For you, the patient, maybe. Yeah. But you're not a pediatric patient either. No, because we should be launching them in slingshots and seeing how far we can get the kids to fly. I fucking hate you. Just saying. Look, this is when I get close to my... I hate you. <laughs> <laughs> um, but anyways, um, where was I? Oh, anyways, however, she had somebody on her side. The head nurse there, Pat Belko, felt the need to protect her. Uh, Pat's enabling behavior allowed Janine to feel as if she were invincible on some level. Of course. Okay, so at work, Janine refused to admit she made any mistakes. Uh, This only intensified when she discovered that she had somebody in authority backing her up. 
Um, and when a new nurse was assigned to the unit, she often intimidated them into coming to her for help. It's like, you know what? You're on this unit. I'm in charge, basically. So she all puffed up and shit. Yeah, like, pretty much. Me, like, bro. she feels important, you yeah. know? And she's got somebody in authority backing her up. I've been bench pressing babies. I'm feeling pretty good about <laughs> myself. <laughs> Don't make me move my arm. It hurts. <laughs> um, but anyways, uh, she didn't care if there was another nurse assigned to supervise the unit or not. She was in charge. Right? So this behavior of hers caused several nurses to put in for a transfer off the unit. Um, this on, uh, They only wanted to get away from this girl. Um, so she stepped up to take charge. Um, as she did so, her arrogance rose. She was often aggressive towards others and foul-mouthed most of the time. Yes, that's a problem when you're working in the healthcare industry, Scott. See, I saw that questioning look on your face. That's why... I never pursued a medical career because I know that my bedside manner would suck ass. It would. I'd be like, hey, how the yeah. fuck you doing today? All right, fuck nuts. This is what you did. Yeah, Obviously, you're, totally. you're a retard. You jumped off a goddamn roof and broke your fucking leg. Oh, yeah. What kind of idiot does that? You, because you're a moron. They'd be like, um, you're not a doctor here anymore there, buddy. You can't yeah. call people fuck nuts. <laughs> As I say, you would never have been able to work at my mom's facility. There's a guy there that got into an accident before they put the roundabout in over by where I live and he, his motorcycle fucking, and he was like a quadriplegic after oh, that. I couldn't, I couldn't make fun of him. No, that's, I was going to say, you wouldn't have up. fucking said, you're a fucking idiot. You deserve this. No, I've, I've been in like three motorcycle wrecks. Oh, but you're not a quad. No, no, I am not. But yeah. Learn how to roll really well. <laughs> and wear leather. Oh, I was going to say, but some company really stepped up and helped him out and they got him one of those wheelchairs that is all he had to do was blow a certain direction blow a certain direction into this little tube and it would turn his wheelchair and drive it. And I fucking hate, I said, blow in the tube, not blow your tube. I fucking hate you. <laughs> I hate you. You know, there are just certain words I cannot say around you anymore. And they're I, getting, it's, I, that list is I getting don't longer. Know you hate me. I'm just sitting over here minding my own business and listening to you like the angel. As that you're I am. choking and pretending like somebody's sticking a dick in your mouth. I would never do that. Oh my God. I am, I'm personally offended now. I wish we videotaped these episodes now. I'm glad we don't. <laughs> no, right? You're going to have to stop that when we do. Okay, so did blow in the tube and uh, go ahead. Yeah. yeah. Anyways. So, um,. Mm, fuck, I lost my place. Oh, anyways, Janine would uh, tell everyone in great detail about her sexual exploits, both past and present, and what she wanted to do in the future. And there were very few people who liked her. Wait a minute, is she still alive? Yeah, I believe so. I mean, she's adventurous. Hook me up with that shit. Right? She's in jail, you dumbass. Conjugal visits. Um, Go on with your story, because we're pretty far into this guy. I know. We might have to make this a two-parter. Oh, Jesus H. Christ on a popsicle stick. Seriously? You're going to be a dick about it? (sighs) (laughs) Anyways, what the fuck was I, Scott? You interrupted me. I don't know. You're talking about blowing someone's stick or something. Whatever you do in your professional life. Oh, there we go. Um, So they just like... Any incre- this dislike only increased when she started making predictions concerning when other infants when infants were going to die. The nurses she is, was assigned to train become upset with this behavior. Um, one day, the hospital hired a new doctor, a guy by the name of Doctor James Robotham. 
Yeah. <laughs> Take that one, ass. Fucking RoboCop over there? I know. Um, he was hired specifically to be the pediatric intensive care unit's medical director. And he immediately took on more responsibility when it, be, when it came to patient care. And Janine, um, he slowly edged Janine out. You know, the, even all the nurses, actually, on the duties other doctors allowed them to have. Um, he made sure when there was more accountability when it came to the nurses, which they didn't all care for. Uh, all of them didn't care for it. And well, except for one, Janine enjoyed being able to go to someone with any problems, no matter how insignificant, the more problems she pointed out, the more attention she received. Of course. Da, 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 da. Who are you texting? No, I'm just going through some emails. Oh, I am listening because unlike you, I can do both and listen and pay attention because when you do this shit, then I go, so what do you think about this? You're like, what? Where, 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 where? <laughs> I know. I was listening to an episode that we did a couple of weeks like, ago and I'm like, I? I need to pay attention more. <laughs> You're like, where am I? I thought I, thought I was in a <laughs> desert and I was in a car. Uh, oh, my God. No, oh, seriously. I, I did. I listened to an episode we did a couple of weeks ago. I'm like, are you I... the police? No, really? I'm not a hooker. I'm going to walk over here now. I'm like, God. Damn, you're here. We're recording an episode for fuck's sakes. Fuck off. <laughs> um, let's see. Blah, blah, blah. Uh, she also set out to gain more attention in other areas. She started visiting a local outpatient clinic, saying that she was suffering from one sort of physical issue or another. In two short years, reports indicate that she visited an outpatient facility on a minimum of 30 occasions in two, less than two years. Um, there was never an official diagnosis. However, it's believed Janine actually suffered from Munchausen syndrome, uh, which is where they either inflict themselves with something in order to show signs or they claim that they have illnesses to get attention. Um, even when she wasn't going to the clinic, she would complain to others about her supposed health conditions. It's as if she were trying to gain leverage somehow. And this is there is one physician that documented um, his belief that all of Janine's problems were, in fact, psychosomatic. I would tend to agree with that just based yeah. on what you told me so far. Yeah, exactly. So sometime in 1981, she demanded that she be the one that was put in charge of the unit's illest patients. Um, that put her in the close proximity of dying patients and she would thrive on all the excitement when an emergency happened. She also displayed extreme grief when the patient didn't survive. Hmm. Where have we heard this before where medical killers want to be around the illest patient? Oh, that's right. Almost every fucking one of them. <laughs> you, know you get my basic bitch award of the fucking day because you're just like all the yeah. rest of the medical ones. Oh, well. They, that target fucking... You're going to be happy. Ones. She didn't use insulin, arsenic, or bleach. Really? Yeah, I'll get to it in a minute. Oh, Janine, you may, I, I, may, yeah. I may retract my basic bitch award. Yeah, whenever one of the infants died, though, she insisted on preparing the body. As she did, the other staff members would hear her singing a song to it, and she always wanted to take the body to the morgue herself. She turned that ritual into a procession of sorts. She always had a security guard go before her so that they could shut the doors of the other patients. And Janine would follow behind crying profusely. It seemed as if she truly enjoyed crying since she managed to be doing it all the time. But to me, when I read this, it was like um, she was doing like a funeral procession, like having the, you know, the... Um, 
Oh, what is it? The, you know how they have the motorcycle cops go before the hearse and everything. That's what I pictured. Um, this was a time when hospital medications also seemed to be easily accessible on the wards, especially since this was a time of the unlocked med cabinets. Kind of reminds me of Tammy Faye Baker. With all the crying and shit. Yeah, but she doesn't have the makeup <laughs> that I could tell. But anyways, because um, this is prior to Colin and Harvey and everything. Right, right, so right. it's before the locked med cards. Right, where they're like, hey, you know, just pick yeah. whatever you need and go on your yeah, merry way. Yeah, pretty much. Um, let's see, where was I? It appeared as if nobody was ever concerned about it. Later, they would change their tune. Janine's supervisors didn't even give a second thought to the fact that her previous employer had not given any reason as to the cause of her termination. Um, even though she was placed in a position that carried great responsibility, nobody followed up on any of her references. It was a shocker. I know. We've seen it so many times. There's a theory out there as to how this was possible. Janine had special talents when it came to her job. No, well, I Scott. bet you she had special talents with she as much as she was around. She able to insert a patient's intravenous tube straight into the vein on the first attempt. Okay, now that's fucking awesome. That is weird. No, I can't even get somebody to do that on me. Usually, whenever I get IVs or, uh, or mm-hmm. blood draws, I got huge fucking veins. Right. I am a phlebotomist dream i was gonna say i have rolling veins and they kind of like don't pop out you know what i mean have you ever seen the veins in my arm uh, yes i have my mother the junkie would agree with you yeah she's fucking, not a junkie yeah. but yeah they're they're ginormous like seriously but do they have problems putting iv tubes in no oh see they do with me totally no. do you can be blind <laughs> and still hit yours and stand across the room and yell Marco, and I yell Polo, and throw the needle, and you'll hit the vein. <laughs> yeah, no, they have a hard time finding mine. I actually have, there used to be a Laotian phlebotomist that would have to come in and do it at the hospital where I go. Then there's other veins. <laughs> You're so stupid. <laughs> the main you. vein. I hate you. Um, <laughs> now you fucking made me lose my place again. <laughs> Oh, she often requested to be sent to special seminars also that talked about certain medications and that it's going to come up later. And Janine was known to ask those who were in more important positions many questions, which a lot, they like that. That's actually a smart thing to do. Yeah. I don't even know why they're, they're trying to put that as a, as a bad that, Well, that's a they're thing. thinking that she did it as a way to like hide the fact that she was doing nefarious things. Okay, I can see where they would think that. Yeah. But that anybody in any industry, whether it's... Medical, music, cars, um, real estate. You right. want to go to the people who are successful at that. Right, right, right. And get as much information because obviously they're successful for a reason. Right. And it's like everyone did seem to be very impressed by her desire to keep learning. Yeah. And with that, the more that you make it known that you want to learn, the more people want to teach you because everybody Correct. wants to feel important on right. some reason. Uh, on some level, you know, there's there's people that have taught me a lot in my industry that kind of ride that. They go, yeah, and I'm the one who taught Scott. Da 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 da. You know, um, of course they do. I would because you're a fucking genius, and I'm okay once they teach guy. you, you outdo them. So they have to say, I taught him that. I'm okay for a white guy, a fat yeah. white guy with a guitar. <laughs> Pretty fly for a white guy. I'm pretty fly for a um, white guy. Anyways, at some point, it became obvious to everyone 
that the children on the ward were dying from things that would have never be considered fatal. See, I'm kind of torn on her right now, and let me tell you why. Yeah, because she's a pediatric killer? She is wanting to learn a lot, which is great. Right. And I can't prove that it's just, you know, for the express purposes of killing. But at the same time, you're knocking off kids. I know, right? Ah. This yeah. one tears me a little bit because I'm impressed that she wants to learn, but on the other, ah, fucking knocking off kids, man. That's, that's my, right. Uh, exactly. Exactly. That's my not negotiable right there. Right. Exactly. For instance, there happened to be a two week period in which seven children died on the ward. Oh, uh, shit. I'd imagine that's a fucking lot. Yeah. That's, yeah. There also seemed to be a constant need for one patient or another to suddenly need resuscitation. And, however, these things only seemed to happen when she was on duty. Kind of like that one. Oh, the, the, what the fuck? Resurrection Rambo? Was that? No, I'm thinking of the, 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 the chick who was trying to impress the, uh, the EMT of the security Ooh, guard. Oh, Kristen, yeah. Yeah. She Kristen did, Gilbert. She, said she did the same thing. She would, like, yeah. fucking kill, you know, try to kill them yeah, off. Yeah, she would then, give them heart medication so that they would... Um, magically come back to yeah. life when she would save them. Yeah, that's, that, that, that's just okay. what popped in my head. I just got a notice from Oregon. I was, like, looking at it to make sure it wasn't about that trash bin on the side that laundry bin on the side of the road <laughs> she thinks that she found a body on the i side think of the i road. found some a serial killer active in oregon but that might be just my over active active imagination right now but anyways um yeah she was the one that was in charge of overseeing the patients who were in the most critical conditions and there was no doubt that she enjoyed the excitement that occurred whenever an emergency arose uh, she even commented multiple times about it being an incredible experience when she had these. And one of the children had a seizure every day for three days. However, the seizures only occurred on her shift. See, that's worse than even killing them. Right. Because think of, think of how traumatic that is oh for my God, the kid. Tra- a seizure can cause brain injuries. That kid's got to be traumatized. Yeah. just really fucked well, up and, and painful. Mm-hmm. I mean, God damn. You'll find out something here in a minute, though. One day, out of the blue, Janine was overheard saying, they're only, they're going to start thinking I'm the death nurse. Well, that's kind of, yeah, kind of are there, sweetheart. Right? Little did she know that a lot of the staff members had already started referring to her shift as the death shift. Uh, This was due to the number of resuscitations as well as deaths that were occurring while she was present. And she began to take pleasure in calling the patient's parents to let them know that the child had died. And while she was on the phone with them or talking to them in person, she would all a lot of times uh, commiserate with them. Um, if for some reason an infant's health was significantly worse, she would take an announcement to all the other staff members that tonight is the night. Um, and Janine was keenly interested in the patients that were close to death. She wanted to be present if and when anything happened. Okay. The rumors continue to fly about Janine and what she could have been doing to all the infants on the ward. However, Pat continued to defend her. Um, according to Pat, the rumors were just gossip. I was going to say, what the hell, dude? I've adjusted it like 10 times. Do I keep moving? Okay. Oh, Okay. Gotcha. Listen to us full throttle. Full throttle. We don't, we, we don't hide shit. Oh, that's beautiful. You're getting really good response. Am I that. getting good response right now? Fuck off. Anyways, <laughs> let's see. Where was You're I? So mean to me. I know. 
Um, actually, Pat defended her all the time. According to Pat, the rumors were just gossip. Uh, she felt that it was gossip that was being fr- spread by jealous nurses who were jealous of her extreme competence. She also refused to listen to anything anybody else was saying. Okay, you know what? That bitch deserves to be in prison, too. And let me tell you why. I've talked about this before. Fucking accountability. Right. Fucking Look accountability. Into it. Right. Look into Jesus. what the accusations are. Don't just assume and it's these gossip. Are children, man. Yeah. These are sick fucking kids. Mm-hmm. And here's this, you know, nurse that just because she likes, you know, uh, uh, Janine is going, oh, no, that's just jealous nurses. Yeah, it's just no. gossip. They're just jealous. Yeah, pretty much. Fuck, man. Uh, these are somebody's fucking kids, man. Right. They even had had a chance at life. Exactly. Precisely. They haven't had a chance to piss me off on the freeway yet. Yeah, pretty much. You're right. Or piss you off in Walmart. Oh, well, don't get me started on Walmart. Yeah. Those little fucking bastards. Then something happened. One day, a six-month-old by the name of Jose Antonio Flores came into the unit with what was considered common childhood symptoms. He was experiencing fever, diarrhea, vomiting. Okay, but he was a little dehydrated, so they had to put him on the unit. Yeah, any six months, you know. Um, However, once Janine came on shift and took over his care, he started having seizures too. Um, Nobody could explain why that suddenly happened. Uh, Some people attributed it to um, high fevers because that can happen with a high fever, but they weren't extremely high. You know, what you'd normally associate with a seizure. I'm trying to think because I, I read an article. Yeah, my son had a temperature fevers. of 104 one time. And the hospital that I took him to pissed me the fuck off. And they were like, he's only got 104 temperature. I said, he's only three months old. <laughs> oh, I remember Jake sleeping. But, so, um, yeah. Yeah, uh, I was reading the article. I was pissed. I'm trying to. Fuck, it just, just slipped my mind. But there's a. There's a what happens when when you get that fever up to a certain temperature i think it's 104 and above or 105 and above or something like that yeah, it's 105 you're you're essentially cooking your brain pretty much and, and that's with an adult too so yeah, with a child it's worse that's also with an adult um yeah. you know and that's what causes this your brain's trying to protect itself and it's yeah, confused it doesn't know what the fuck to do yeah and that's what causes the, the seizures yeah like exactly I, I can't remember who published the article i'm gonna have to look through my shit you it's, have it Probably somewhere. Oh. But yeah, no. Um, no, I agree with you because, like I said, it's 105. That's why I freaked out when my son had such a high temperature and the doctor was like, <laughs> not the doctor, but the nurse. It was the dick nurse. Um, <laughs> but um, then, oh, like I said, something happened, seizures, nobody could explain. Uh, the seizures little Jose was having actually ended up causing the infant to go into cardiac arrest. That makes sense, yeah. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, because it's all the trauma. And, you know, his heart has to, you know, pump more. And when he went into cardiac arrest, it took the doctors nearly one hour to save his life. But they did. Um, While they were resuscitating him, they saw that he was bleeding profusely. Um, Once they saw this, they tried to determine why this was happening. And they couldn't. It just seemed as if his blood refused to clot. After almost one hour, the problem subsided and little Jose seemed to be okay. At least he was until the next day on the 3 to 11 shift. Almost as soon as the swing shift started, Jose once again started having seizures. And he started to bleed profusely. 
As the doctors were trying to save him during their early morning hours, his little heart quit beating, and his cause of death at the time was noted as unknown. Um, one of the doctors came out of the infant's room to tell Jose's father that they had lost his son, and while the doctor delivered the news, the older man had a heart attack. Um, staff members scrambled to get Mr. Flores down to the emergency room. And in the meantime, Janine allowed Jose's older brother to carry his little body. That. As he's dead. That is so macabre. Isn't it? It's like, That's, like I said, a lot of her behavior isn't making sense. God damn. Yeah. All of this was happening. Janine's. As it was happening, though, Janine suddenly grabbed the baby out of the older brother's arms and ran down the hall. While she was running, many of Jose's family members chased her. You think? Yeah. (laughs) She managed to evade them before she ducked into the morgue. Nobody could explain her odd behavior and what it meant. However, when the pathologist performed an autopsy, they discovered that the infant had an overdose of heparin in his system. Ah, And heparin, for those who don't know, is an anticoagulant. Um, that suddenly explained why they couldn't stop his bleeding. Uh, the problem was there was no doctor's orders on file that's for him during like heart attacks and shit. Is the blood thinner, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, I, I just want to make sure because I, I remember uh, hearing or reading something about heparin um, that it's given for like yeah, yeah heart attacks and blood clots. Oh, and, correct. It's it and is like that. It's given for people who actually have heart attacks and yeah. high blood pressure and yeah, okay. stuff like that. Yeah. I want to make sure my brain was on the right. Yeah, track. I've been on heparin before. Not pretty. Um, that's when Janine's superior started to get suspicious. There was another incident after that. Um, two of the resident physicians who were responsible for treating a three-month-old by the name of Albert Garza, um, they discovered that there was a possibility Janine had given that infant an overdose of heparin. They confronted her, and instead of admitting her actions, she became upset um, and left. walked out of the hospital. She didn't leave working. She just left at the time. Yeah, being all indignant yeah. and shit. Yeah. Thankfully, this baby recovered. Um, it was this incident that caused the hospital to institute a strict con- stricter control over the staff members' access to the drug heparin. Uh, the new policies made sure the nurses were more accountable and med records were more accurate. If a child had a decline in their health, doctors made sure to order extra lab work on them. Um, and the administration was trying to make sure that if anybody was doing anything to the children, they would be caught. Um, with stricter controls in place, Janine's health seemed to decline as well. Um, <laughs> however, when she sought help, she refused to accept any of the medications the doctors wanted to prescribe. And medications the doctors actually felt would improve the conditions she seemed to be suffering from. Despite listening to her complaints, the doctors were still able to find any were not were unable to find any evidence to indicate she had any real it's problems. It's a hypochondriac, man. She's out for Pretty the, the much. attention. Psychosomatic That's... hypochondriac. Yeah. Exactly. Um, it seemed as if Janine just wanted to get some attention, like we said. It uh, became so bad that Dr. Robotham began to lodge formal Yeah. To lodge former complaints against her, this is significant because he had always been on her side before. He had been an ally of hers. Um, in November of 91, the hospital administration gathered to have a meeting. Um, they were completely resistant to launch an internal investigation, obviously, into what was happening. And during this meeting, they actually decided that he was overreacting. 
Um, the hospital was, oh my God, you just don't even know. The hospital was struggling as it was, and they didn't want any suspicious, uh, suspicions concerning wrongdoing to be made public. Oh, Jesus fucking Christ. Are you fucking serious? No. God damn it. Okay. I know we're getting long in this episode, but I'm fucking pissed already. You want to know fucking why? Because God damn it. Every fucking time we do something from the eighties, especially in the eighties or before, what do we always hear? And he or she was released because they didn't want to be associated with wrongdoing. Oh yeah. And every fucking time. I'm probably going to make this a two part because there's quite a bit left, but I'll get to the part where she gets fired from the hospital. Okay. Um, That works. I, I seriously, I I, I want to punch. Where did I? Damn it. I just lost my place. Damn I'm, just, it. I'm tired of hearing every fucking time. No, no I agree with you. There's, and, and this even happens to this day, not so much oh, in the medical go. field anymore, but in other in other yeah. arenas. Mm-hmm. You know, like when, okay, for example, like when somebody gets sent to prison unjustly and they find out, oh, wow, you really didn't rape that woman. Oh, yeah, they don't the, really There's jump. no accountability. Yeah. None. It's yeah. like, oops, hey, we're sorry. Have a nice yeah. day. You know what? Fuck those people. I think that if you get thrown in prison or something like this totally. happens. It should be equal accountability. Be accountable for your fucking right. actions. Exa- well, I mean, perfect example. There's this guy. There's this uh, uh, forensic odontologist down in the south who fucking swore up and down that this guy committed a murder on this infant. I'm um, this uh, not toddler, but a child. And come to find out, he didn't. It wasn't even his teeth marks. See, it should be. It should be across the board. Yeah. If you, if you're making that commitment. Yeah. It should be. Equal liability. Yeah. Oh, hey, guess what? Yeah. You you're fucking- going on record and you're testifying that these are, her- that's his mouth. It's his teeth. He did it. Exactly. And you're supposed to be an expert. You're responsible for that. Come to I- find out it was some other guy that they caught later. I think that that odontologist should have gone to prison. Oh, yeah. And I'm not- oh, his reputation is shit. And, oh, even but though, yeah. Okay, yeah, ruin his reputation. However, I don't think that's enough. Yeah. I think he should have. And I'm not saying like put him in prison for 20 years. I'm saying one year. Yeah, put him in jail, period. Yeah, yeah you, for a little while. You get locked up for a minimum yeah. of one year. Why? Why? Because it, it it will force people to take accountability yeah. for their goddamn actions. Right. Because I see this too much out in fucking society to totally. begin with. Everybody points a finger to every fucking buddy. Totally. And goes, oh, it's not me. It's this right. person. Right, 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 right. Be accountable for your shit. Oh, no, that's totally it. But I'm over here just getting all fucking pissed off. Oh, no, off but now. you're going to get a little bit excited for a, for a second here. As a result, they refuse to follow through. Okay? However, Dr. Robotham. Robocop. <laughs> that's when he started keeping a closer eye on the records of Swing Shift. Good. He was you like, know you what? know what? Fuck this. Uh, yeah, he was Robo Doctor. Yeah, you know what, Robo Doctor? I'm kind <laughs> yeah. of proud of you. Now, I'm hoping that you're hearing this episode here. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you for fucking doing your job, unlike these other dickheads. Yeah, exactly. And so now that the use of heparin was being monitored, it seemed like a different drug was being used. Um, this medication appeared in 11-month-old Joshua Sawyer when he died. Joshua was brought into the hospital after suffering from smoke inhalation during a fire at his house. And while he was in the emergency room, he did have a cardiac arrest. Now, she didn't work in the emergency. He had it as a result of the smoking. Okay, okay, cool. cool, Yeah, I I want to make that clear. So that's when the doctors ordered him to be put on Dilantin, which I don't remember what Dilantin's for. I've heard of that. I just can't remember what it's for. Yeah, I can't remember either, and I should have looked it up. Um, So little Joshua went into a coma. However, the doctors were optimistic that he would make a full recovery. Yeah, when they brought Joshua to the pediatric unit, 
Um, Janine told his parents that it would be best if they just allowed him to die. Uh, she told them that his death was better than him surviving and having intensive brain damage. What is it for? It's an anticonvulsant, and it can be used to prevent seizures. Oh, okay. Which I makes love to, sense. Love to be able to talk to. Google. I know you do. It makes sense because he had just had a cardiac arrest and the smoke inhalation. You know that could cause seizure. You know, right, in a right, child. Right. Um, I've actually seen it in adults too. Um, let's see. Blah, 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 blah. You know, yeah, because they she told them that you know it's better that he die now than um, suffer brain damage. What the fuck? Right. That's what she told. I mean, and he's what eleven months old. <laughs> Um, after that, little Joshua suddenly had two more heart, heart attacks before he died. Um, when an autopsy was performed, pathologists determined that he had a toxic level of dilantin in his bloodstream. It was clear that someone at the hospital had killed the child. However, test results seemed to go unnoticed. It's like they were, the test results were there, but everybody ignored them. You know, I know you're pissed again. I know. <laughs> I can tell you why I get pissed off at these. It's just now hit me because people are trying to let you know I, something's happening. I know how I was when my kids were babies. Mm, mm-hmm. And okay. Now, granted, I, I was a fucking, I bitch a little bit about Jake now. Oh yeah. Okay. Totally. But he's a teenager. I do too. That's you know, fucking what we do. I would seriously kill a motherfucker if they ever laid a hand mm-hmm. on, on Jake mm-hmm. at all. Like, and all they would have to do is just be slightly aggressive towards my son. I fought on Even to this day. I know. To this day. Yeah. But as a baby. Oh, my God. It's horrible. I was psycho dad. Oh, me too. Like, psycho dad. Like, we'd be in the fucking grocery store. You know, he'd be up in the in the shopping cart in his little tiny, uh, you know, baby carrier thingamajigger in his car seat. You know, and I'd be looking at people like, why is this motherfucker staring over here at my kids? You know, what, what the fuck's up with this guy? And I'm like, I'm eyeballing, like, you don't get too close because I'll, I'll kill you with a, no. with an ear of corn. I'll stab you right <laughs> in your fucking eye with it. I will fucking bite it down and stab yeah, you, so bitch. I can, just, I can imagine what these fucking kids, yeah. not just the kids are going through, but their parents. Oh, I know. Totally. This is their totally. baby, man. I mean, I mean, I, Frank, my son was in preschool when he had a reaction to a, a shot, a regular, you know, shot that children get and i mean his arm swelled up and it like got the band oh yeah the red band and so i took him in i had this doctor who she was a naturopath that her son went to my son's preschool and she goes you need to take him in right and so i took him in and again a nurse said there's nothing wrong with him every kid has a reaction i said at the injection site (laughs) but this is not the injection site all the way around his arm dumbass and so I was pissed. So I'm, I, I I'm feeling so extra mad. dad today, and let me tell you why. Why? So I used to tell Jake these stories, um, and I actually got the original story from this chick I was dating named Autumn because her dad used to tell her these stories. And it's called Doofus the Donkey Stories. Doofus and Hoodoo? Doofus the Donkey. And they all end the same way. And Jake and I were talking about that when I picked him up for work. And oh, okay. And they all start like this. One day, Doofus the Donkey was in the bakery. Okay. And he looked around and no one was there. And he looked behind the counter and didn't see anybody. And he went back to where the ovens are and he didn't see anybody there either. He turned around and there he was. Jacob Troll with a big nose and a flatulence problem. <laughs> he tried to leave, but it was too late. Poor Doofus died from gas poisoning. 
And Doofus has been everywhere. He's been skydiving. I was going to say, has Doofus and, and Jacob the Troll has been there yeah. all the time. Oh, yeah. He turns around and there's Jacob Troll with a big nose and a flatulence problem. So we were talking about that. So I'm feeling like extra dad today. So now, you know, with that in mind, you're talking about Janine, you know, taking out fucking kids. And I yeah. just, I seriously. Stupid I just, bitch. I want to stab her. Yeah. Anyway, somehow Janine discovered that the people who had always had her back were also becoming suspicious now. Duh. Yeah, so when she found this out, she started using blackmail. She began telling them that she had detailed records concerning every infant that had died at the hospital. As opposed to white male, right? Yeah. And she also told them that she knew exactly which doctor had killed the children. Um, when Janine started doing this, Dr. Robotham suggested she should be fired. Wait a minute. Robocop. Yeah, Robodoctor. Um, the administration refused to listen to him, and they also managed not to listen when another nurse came forward to report that there were supplies missing from the unit. It was shortly after the complaints were lodged that another incident occurred. This one involved a one-month-old by the name of Rolando Santos. He was in the hospital being treated for pneumonia. While he was there, he suddenly began having seizures, extensive bleeding, and nobody could explain it. Um, then he went into cardiac arrest. All of the new ish, yeah, all of the new issues came about or worsened when Janine came on shift. There's obviously. a there's a fucking shocker. Yeah, there was a point where the infant started to urinate so much that he became dehydrated. So she was giving him a water pill, basically. Jesus. Yeah. This is just this is this is beyond just killing the kids. This, I think that's it's what's torturing. She's okay. It'll come up later, she, probably in the she next is episode. No but. better than the Wests. Oh yeah, totally. No freaking better. Except yeah, that she didn't sexually, do this to her own kids. Yeah, and, and she's, she's not sexually abusing. She's not sexually right. abusing, but there's still the torture thing. She's no fucking better than those low lifes. Yeah, totally. Um, however, Janine did take three days off work after that. Um, while she was in there, Rolando's condition improved. On the afternoon she came back. He began to hemorrhage before he suffered another heart attack. Lab tests were done, and they indicated that there was an extreme amount of heparin in his system again. Um, At that point, a doctor took over the child's care for a little while, and then Deneen took it back over again, um, and his condition got worse again. Um, This time, the child slipped into a coma. While he was in a coma, his blood began to come out of his throat and there was a dangerous drop in his blood pressure. So a doctor rushed in to save him and immediately put in the for the in an order for the child to be removed from the unit and sent to another one where he could be placed under 24-hour surveillance. It was only by being under these conditions that his health improved and they improved enough for him to be released from the hospital. Here's what gets me. So he escaped his encounter with Janine. Here's what's getting me, especially with this story here cuz yeah, I work in big circles. Yeah, me too. So, let's say, because I know guitars, okay? Let's say that I change the pickup set on one of my guitars, and every time that I put in a standard humbucker pickup set, they they malfunction. Okay. Like the, the, the bridge position right, goes right, right. out. And then, but when I, if I take those out and I put a set of pearl gates in there, which is in one of my Les Pauls right now, this one I have to get in to get fixed. It works fine. Your little vintage one that you love? No, the the, the red one that I bought. Oh. Um, I don't think you've seen that one. Yeah, I have. I saw it in this little velvet case one time. Oh, yeah. I've got to get that one. But but every time I switch it out, 
it doesn't work with the standard humbuckers, right? Well, pretty soon you got to look at it and go, hey, there's a problem. It's this yeah. pickup. That's causing a problem. Yeah. When that pickup set isn't in there, it works fine. It's the same thing with this. Every time she's not there, huh, kids get better. Yeah. Nobody dies, really. Precisely. You know, everything's mm-hmm. okay, but every time she comes back, there's a whole bunch of bullshit that goes on. Oh, yeah. And nobody, Shit ton of bullshit. And nobody's looking going, hey, what's the common denominator here? Her. Oh, oh hey, maybe Janine's the common denominator. Right. No, it can't oh, be I her. I mean, they had that with Hogel. They had that with Cullen. They had that with Shipman. They had that with Harvey. Yeah, and that's what, that's what I was yeah. going to pull up every fucking time. And, and nobody ever seems to ever take the fucking time. Yeah, nobody. To step back and go... Okay, wait a minute. The death toll is rising. Yeah. But it's happening here, 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 and here. What's the common denominator? Yeah. What? what? Oh, it's this person. Yeah. Huh. Totally. Maybe, maybe, just fucking maybe, if we take this person out of the equation, we save lives. Maybe. Maybe. Fucking idiots, <laughs> man. Gee, yeah. I'm starting to think that the 80s was full of Fucking morons. Yeah, well, yeah. And I love the 80s. I know, me too. <laughs> I'm just glad I was never really sick in these areas in the 80s. No, sh- I'm glad that I had a fucking ironclad immune system. <laughs> that too. Jesus. Yeah, imagine. my health problems didn't start till later. Um, and, okay, after that incident, this other doctor became suspicious of Janine and went to the administration because he thought she was responsible for the children's ill health and dying. Sorry, I have this really... I'm glad you left me the nail clippers over here. You're um, welcome. I'll get, I'm going to get you your whole little desk setup thingy. You need to. A new chair and all that. Don't oh, get me started. Fuck, that's right. Yeah. Um, anyway, so he came before because he had discovered that she had possession of a manual that instructed people on how to give a subcutaneous injection of heparin without leaving a mark. Huh. Yeah. That's not suspicious at all. Yeah. That's just normal. What yeah. everybody should have. Fucking idiots. Man. Yeah. Along with the records that could prove how horribly little Rolando had suffered while she was on duty. Even with all the evidence before him, the hospital refused to do anything. Um, they didn't want any bad press. Um, a short a time. Fucking course. Yeah. A short time later, another child came to the hospital who had had who had to have open heart surgery. After the surgery, he was assigned to the pediatric ICU so he could recover. And when he first got there, his condition improved. Then Janine came on the unit for her shift, and suddenly he declined and became very lethargic. No way. Yeah, it didn't take long for his condition to worsen, and he died. Yeah, check this out. I mean, it's like when he died, the doctors on duty were perplexed. They decided that the child's death could only be attributed to some sort of infection. After the patient was pronounced dead, Janine did something bizarre. Well, I can tell you what the name of the infection is. Janine Jones. Janine Jones. That's, that's amazing. That's I, that is a infection. horrible infection, apparently. Yeah. I, We're going to start saying, I have a Janine Jones. <laughs> yeah. It, it kills off fucking kids, like, kind of a lot. <laughs> Forget about COVID. Janine Jones, yeah. man. I don't I'm like to sh- get down. I'm going to eat you. Oh, my God. <laughs> Remember that? Yeah. <laughs> Good old. Uh, y- yeah, Ishii. Yeah. Iro? Shiro. Shiro. Yeah. That was it. But, yeah. Anyways, um, she did something bizarre in full view of everyone. She grabbed a syringe that contained some fluid in it and started it, squirting it over the kid's head in the shape of a cross. Like she was Catholic. 
And once she did, she's like the Pope. Yeah. Once she did that to the child, she repeated it on herself. Then she suddenly grabbed the dead child in her arms and sobbed uncontrollably. After that display, some of the doctors came forward with more complaints. (laughs) By then, there was a significant amount of complaints, and the hospital (laughs) formed a committee, like a secret committee. And in charge of the committee were both Pat Belko. Good. The head nurse who supported her. Right, but by this time here, she's got to be able you to would look think at him so, going, hey, yeah. this bitch is um, like, she's like way crazy. Yeah, right? Psycho fucking Sally here. Um. Anyways, Pat Belko and Dr. Robo, they, Dr. Robo, Robo Doctor. Robocop. Um, there, there was also a team of outside investigators. That, that team determined that there indeed was a problem on the unit. Oh my However, God. they refused to place the blame on any one specific nurse. Okay? <sighs> Once again. Yeah. You dumbasses see what's happening. There's yeah, one you would think, common denominator. You would think. So as a result of this outside investigation team, the hospital made a decision to get rid of all of their licensed vocational nurses. Okay. Because technically, an LPN licensed practical nurse or an LVN are lower on the totem pole than even registered nurses. Um, so they put registered nurses in their place. Um, damn it, I just had it. Oh, there we go. Um, they replaced all the nurses with registered nurses. That meant that Janine no longer would be working with the children. In response to this decision, Janine said, you know what? I'm Audi. Adios, bitch, nachos. And she left. Huh. And uh, I bet you that a lot more kids survived. I, I, that's yeah. my gut feeling. Well, that's just it. The hospital was, the administration of the hospitals were relieved by her decision because they felt that the problem was solved. It wasn't a solution to the problem, period. It just meant that the problem belonged to somebody else. <laughs> um, after Janine left, the emergencies on the unit during the swing shift began, um, became manageable once again. However, they became unmanageable somewhere else. And that's where we're going to stop for today. I bet she became unmanageable where the fuck Janine was working. Yeah, think so? Hurricane Janine. Fuck, man. Down in the south. But yeah, no, she moved on and yeah. And that was like 1982. So, you know, she wasn't a nurse for very long before shit happened. You know, I really want to say thank you to the gods above for giving me a bulletproof fucking immune system when I was young in the 80s. Because I've never been more terrified about my childhood in my fucking life. I know, me neither. Doing this shit. Me neither. Now, now not so much because you know nowadays everything's so regulated and. Well, that too, but I mean, they still have some you know situations occur, but usually it's for something you know completely different. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, because there's ways to get around that, and I'm not going to tell people how, but there are ways. (laughs) If somebody really wants to violate someone else, yeah. There is always a way. You know, you, you can't really stop people from doing right. that. I feel so violated right now. Want to know why? Oh, God. Because <laughs> I have a boundaries box. <laughs> I hate you. See how fast I, I got these headphones I hate on? I you. I'm sorry, what? Huh? Can't hear you. 
fucking hate you. Anyway, so I'm going to end that right there. So Okay, um, so this is a super long episode, and might as well make it longer. I'm going to tell about, everybody about the story, about the drink, and how it plays Oh, you're going to tell them now? How so, long is it so far? You don't um, know? I, I, I haven't figured out how to put a time marker on oh. there yet. I probably should take some classes on how to actually run this software. You probably should. Because I use it all the fucking time. So let's go back a few months. Got this neighbor lady, and I'm not going to mention her name. No. And, uh, and so, it's not the Mexicans that he yeah, always mentions thank before. God. It's uh, one on the other side. It's, uh, they, they live close. Anyway, um, I, I pull up, and I had a brand-new barbecue in my back in my truck, and uh, I have a... Oh, that is right. That is when yeah, you bought the barbecue. Right. Yeah, and I and I got a bag, and she comes out and what's in the bag? Scott? Go, just some stuff from, from Costco, uh, not Costco, from Walmart. And then she said something really bizarre. She said, I would have put my teeth in, but the acid in my body melts my dentures. And this isn't strange because she says weird <laughs> shit all the time. Like, she has met me at my at my truck at, like, 2 in the morning saying, Martin Scott, and scared the shit out of me. And then say something weird like the, the rooster in the morning goes, cockle doo doo and walk away. <laughs> Does she, like, take meds to keep her up that late like I do? <laughs> I don't know, man. She's just Actually, scared. mine's some natural insomnia, but go ahead. So I look at her, and I'm trying to be nice. That's okay. Insert name here. We still love you. And she's got to be, like, a million years old. She reaches she's over. She's not. She's younger than my mother. And she starts rubbing my butt. And she goes, <laughs> I like you too, just like that. Looking up at me because I'm five ten, she's like five foot. I've never been more creeped out in my life. So I come in, and Tammy and my son think this is the funniest fucking thing in the world. Funnier than shit. And I still hear about it to this day. So this happened. I think it was day before was, yesterday. I was gonna. Well, I was gonna say because yeah, because like this Friday whole night. thing started like right around the time we started doing this podcast. Right. Yeah. So it was early. July. So the day before yesterday, I had this Ow. nightmare that I'm living in this two-story house, and mm-hmm. I was there, and Dawn was there, and, and, and Tammy was there, and so was my son, and our tech guy, John. Um, and we hear this alarm going off, and we all go downstairs, and uh, you know we determine it's, it's a house alarm, and it keeps going off, then it goes off. But it's not our on house alarm. That's no, not ours, no. It keeps going, but the yeah, the, the alarm goes on and off. On okay, and what's off. bizarre about this is I live there too, and it's weird. It's very strange. So <laughs> I open up the door, and there is this lady with her with her old man. Okay. And we're talking about this, and then she puts her hands down her pants. Okay, that's kind of fucking weird. Whatever. She turns the around, front of her pants? The front of her pants, yeah. Okay. Then she turns around, and she goes, I'm going to pull my pants down. And we're like, please, for the love of God, don't. <laughs> and she drops trowel, and she just she had shit herself. And it was halfway up her butt into this. And I woke up screaming, number one. And thank God my son was at work. Um, I woke up screaming and sweating. And I don't know what grosses me out more, seeing her butt half covered with poo <laughs> or seeing her butt in general. <laughs> or dreaming about or her, dream. period. It's still stuck in my head. And that's why I feel so sorry for, for, for my shrink. Because now he's got to hear about this shit for the next six fucking months. Because <laughs> You're I'm calling him up. <laughs> but in that same month that she had rubbed my butt. Because I, I do the truck driving gig, I'm out in Primeville, Oregon, and I'm delivering to a place. I start talking to this lady after I get done delivering there. It's an older lady; she's probably in her late sixties, early seventies, and we're just talking about you know di- different. You didn't tell me about this one. Yeah, I did. I did. Go, oh yeah, this morning you did. Sorry. Uh, no, I told you about it when it first happened. Oh. Um, I had called you on my way back, but oh, um, that's right, that's right. 
So, and we're just talking, we're talking about, you know, the different things that I haul, you know, so I haul a lot of grain and things. And then out of nowhere, she looks at me and she goes, you look, you have a big, you look like you have a big dick and walks the fuck away. There's no preamble to it. There's no like, hey, must be hard with Did that big load. Did she give you load. her number No. She just said that. Just I, Now you know you're going to run into her again. Out of fucking nowhere and walks away. So now I'm super traumatized and I probably, sh- I probably need my meds upped a lot. A lot. Probably. Probably. You need to call your med doctor, too. No kidding. Look, I need a lot of therapy, but I need a lot of good drugs. Yeah, I do. Come on, big mama. You know what daddy needs. <laughs> Roll that dice. Yeah, roll that dice. I don't care what you give me. Just don't give me Prozac. I want my dick to work. Right. Mama needs a new parachute. <laughs> oh, shit. Oh, shit. I just hit my fingernail. That hurt. That's a good job. All right. Um, we're going to wrap this yeah, up. Yeah. Let's wrap this up on that dream there. Parts. Hope you guys enjoyed that one. Shit. <laughs> they probably enjoyed us more. <laughs> I know somebody who would enjoy me. Anyway, this has Fucking been Brutal Nation. As you all know, remember that you can send us a Boundary email. box, Scott. Hold on. I put my goddamn headphones on again. <laughs> no, that's all we can say. It's boundary box. <laughs> <laughs> remember, you can send us an email at BrutalNation at TwistedBlueLLC.com. Check out the website at TwistedBlueLLC.com. What else? Let's see. Check out our blogs on Medium, Crime Beat, which is featured on Medium, vocal pages and hub pages. Um, mostly check out our uh, our webpage. You're gonna be shopping <laughs> for Christmas anyway. Click on the Amazon link. They're That's having right. they're having Black Friday sales, which we uh, got a notification. Oh, okay. Not special... Cyber Monday yet. <laughs> no, having special Black Friday sales. Mm. Um, and it helps out the show. It doesn't cost you anything extra. You know. Help us out a little bit. And we'll be pretty soon. Two things. Number one, we're going to be launching our Patreon page. Yeah, with our 100th episode. So uh-huh, with that we talked about episode. earlier. All right, folks. We will talk to you guys later. And I look forward to next week. Bye-bye. Bye, everybody. Bye.